Welcome back to the Euketropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, a little thing I made up called a note wheel and how you can use this really simple idea to create engaging exercises and most importantly, to create beautiful and surprising music with your students and even in your own practice. Stick around. Okay, so I'm back. The podcast is back. Thank you for your patience. Last week I had COVID and I can tell you that I'm feeling a whole lot better than I sound. You might be able to still hear it in my voice, but I do feel a whole lot better. It's nice to be back in front of the microphone again and not just lying on the couch all day. So we're coming to the end of the second season of the podcast. We've got, including this week, one, two, three, four more episodes before I take a break, like I did last year, so a summer break here in Nova Scotia. It's not going to be a total break because I'll still be doing some interesting things, uh, teaching a university ukulele course through the University of Victoria in British Columbia, and I'm also going to be launching a very special new project which is going to be super fun, and I can't wait to uh, tell you all about it. It has something to do with a new album of mine, and it has something to do with how you can be part of that album, like literally part of the album, like play on the album, sing on the album. Uh, There's going to be some really interesting opportunities coming up. And uh, once we get toward the end of the uh, podcast season, I'm going to be talking more about that new project, And uh, in the coming couple of months, I'll actually be running some live chat events where we can talk about this new project and you can ask questions because there will be a lot of questions about how it works. Something I've always wanted to do, it's kind of like a collaborative album with our community. And uh, I just can't wait to get into that as we uh, look toward May and June and July. So lots to look forward to. But today... I want to show you um, a strategy that I've been using with one of my um, teaching groups. Uh, I thought it could be something that you might want to use as well. It's uh, fairly simple, but it leads you to some complex and beautiful results. My favorite kind of thing, you know, (laughs) start with something really simple and let it just sort of spiral creatively until you land in a place that you never anticipated landing in. That's exactly what note wheels are all about. The idea of the note wheel is something that um, I invented on the fly one day. As so many of our you know, best ideas are just born out of necessity in the moment while we're teaching. And the note wheel is one example of that. Before we get too far into it, I just want to say you should probably go and download the handout. It's just a one pager for today's uh, podcast. If you want to follow along, because these things are visual, just follow the link in the show notes and download that handout for free. Print it out or look at it on your screen. And what we're about to do is going to make a whole lot more sense. So a note wheel is very basically just a a circle with some notes on the perimeter. And you can imagine spokes of a wheel coming out. And at the end of each spoke, there's a note 
a note name. And note wheel number one, there are three on this handout that we're going to explore. Note wheel number one has five notes in it. They are the notes of the pentatonic scale in C. So we have C, D, E, G, and A. Those five notes arranged in sort of a circular pattern. It almost looks like a flower with each petal being a note of the scale. Simple, right? Well, I found this was a, a nice way to uh, talk about notes in the class without having to get bogged down in notation. There's a sweet spot when it comes to notes and melodies where we can talk about notes themselves by name, but we don't necessarily have to talk about notation. And that's an interesting moment where we acknowledge that notes have names, and those names are alphabet names or, or solfege names, but we don't get lost in the way those names are represented on the page. We just use letters that um, you know young children are already familiar with. And so that's what I did. I'm, I'm moving toward notation, but I'm, I'm not there yet with my students. And so we're doing C, D, E, G, and A. And the reason I selected these notes, not only because um, the C pentatonic scale is one of the things that I love to teach early on, but it's also because I wanted them to explore a single string, and specifically the A string. And uh, I've been playing the ukulele for a long time, and I'm not sure it ever occurred to me how useful the dots are on the fretboard. I've been teaching ukulele for a long time too, and I still, until a couple of weeks ago, didn't really catch on that the dots on the A string of the ukulele give you the pentatonic scale. I mean, I know I'm late to the party, uh, but um, the, for those of you who are also late to the party, uh, now at least we all know that the dots on the A string give you all the notes of the C pentatonic scale just an octave higher than we normally play it. Well, if you start on that high C note and follow the dots, you know, you can say to your students, just connect the dots. And they may not get this one. If they have a small ukulele, they may not be able to go up to the, what is it, the 15th fret. But the rest should be not too bad. And we were exploring this one day, and I thought, you know, it would be nice if... We could play in harmony together. Maybe we could play sort of in round. We could combine these notes to create harmonies. And that's where the note wheel came from. I just wrote these notes in a circle and connected them with spokes, and boom, we had the first note wheel. Let's jump right into an example of how this can work. Let's say that someone starts on C, and C is sort of at 12 o'clock on the note wheel. C is right at the top. And let's say someone starts on C, they play that, say, eight times. They go to the next dot on that A string. The next dot, and they're playing each note with a dot on it eight times. Just crawling up that one string eight times on each. Notice I'm not calling them dotted notes. 
even though it's very tempting to say, just connect the dotted notes. Of course, the word dotted is something we want to save for rhythmic stuff later on. So, you know, the fret with a dot on it, or the dotted fret, you know, those would be um, words that you could use safely that won't become confusing later on. So we have one student start with that, or even a group of students. And then, as we so often do in uh, ukulele teaching, we're going to play this in round. So the first students are going to get to the note E, and once they get to the note E, the, f the second group of students will start in following the path laid down by the first group. And we could do this three times. Um, uh, I'll play an example that has three layers to it. Uh, what you'll find if you add a fourth layer, you'll find that it just doubles the first layer. So there's really only three groups here that can play in round before you just start adding redundant parts. So I th thought that was kind of interesting in my experiments. I thought, well, if I add more and more parts, I'll continue to get more and more sound and more and more richness to the to the um, the chords that are coming out in this round. That's not true. When it's a pentatonic scale, you really have a maximum of three parts that are staggered in this way before you just start doubling up on yourself. So here's what it sounds like. And the second part. And the third part now. Some unexpected chords here. So you get the idea. This is the C pentatonic scale played only on the A string using only the dotted frets, right? And played in round by three ukuleles, which could also be three groups of ukulele players. Okay, so far so good. Nothing spectacular, but it's a good start. What we're missing, of course, is a little bit of rhythm. And why not use one of the most universally loved rhythms on the planet, the clave rhythm, which is one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, ba, boo, one, two, three, oh yeah. Okay, most people have heard this rhythm. If they haven't heard it, people tend to pick it up pretty quickly. It just feels good. So if we play that rhythm on each note of the note wheel, and we continue to play in round, then we get something like this. And now the second part. And now the third part starts. Okay, not bad, but let's add some percussion to really bring it to life. This is a beat that comes with the ukulele teacher toolkit, and it lets you just make exercises feel more like music. So, teacher toolkit, 
you can check that out, uketropolis.com slash toolkit. Now, if we want to really bring this to another level, we could now assign a student who needs a challenge, who's up for it, to improvise a little bit. And they could improvise using the pentatonic scale in the home position. Now that all the other ukuleles are on the A string, it leaves room for an improviser to play down low. Where we don't often get to play solos down there. brought to you by this very simple score, I guess you could call it, this little wheel of notes and a few simple instructions. And suddenly it jumps to life as, well, somewhere between an exercise and a song. I guess we could call it kind of a jam, right? Great. So that's note wheel number one. Remember, one of the big aha moments for me as I was teaching this was that, oh yeah, there is a C pentatonic scale hidden in plain view on the A string if I just connect the dotted frets. Mm, that really opens up some possibilities. Note wheel number one. Let's go to note wheel number two. And seriously, if you haven't downloaded it yet or if you haven't you know, got it on your screen, go and get this free handout because what we're about to do now is going to make a lot more sense if you have the handout. Follow the link in the show notes and you'll get it for free. Note wheel number two, very similar to note wheel number one. We've just added two interesting elements. The first element is that we have added a mystery note. So instead of having five notes in the wheel, there are now six notes in the wheel. It's like It looks like a, like a flower with six petals. C is at the top at the 12 o'clock position. And then the note C, D, E. G, A, and question mark are arranged around the circle in a clockwise order. So that mystery note now means that, well, I guess this means what you want it to mean. You could say, choose any note for the mystery note, and students could just have free run over the entire fretboard. That could get very funky like maybe a little too funky. So careful how mysterious you make the mystery note. <laughs> you might want to put some parameters on it. For example, you could say, choose any note from the pentatonic scale, meaning you have your choice of any of the notes you've played. 
you can go back to your favorite one at that point. Or you could say another one that has worked um, for me is um, you can play any of the dotted frets on the first string or the second string because that also gives you a nice set of notes that uh, harmonize with one another. Here are the dotted frets on the A string. And here are the dotted frets on the E string. And they all play nicely together. And I would say that that's kind of a happy medium between complete blank slate, choose any note on the fretboard that you want, which is you're going to have some very clashy moments if you do that, which is not all bad, but be ready. Uh, it's somewhere between that extreme and the extreme of, you know, only play notes from the pentatonic scale. This gives them a little bit more agency, a little bit more of a sense that, hey, I get to put my own spin on this. I get to choose a note that uh, has a dot on it from the first or the second string. I don't know. You can make up whatever rules you want about the mystery note, but there it is. So that's the first thing that's different here in this um, second note wheel. The other thing that's different is that we've now added a little circle in the top right-hand corner for each note, and in that circle is a number. You'll see the first one is 8, and then 16, and then 4, and this tells you how many times to play that note. Okay, so in the first note wheel, we had just, um, you know, play eight times on each note. That was it. But here, students have to pay a little more attention because the number of times that a note repeats can change. And not only does that mean they really have to tune in and, and really pay careful attention, it also means that we're going to get a sort of um, uh, asymmetrical round <laughs> where the way that the parts overlap is going to be a little bit wonky because uh, not every note is played the same number of times. So we're going to get some more unpredictability in the way that the round happens when we start to combine the notes. And that's the point. So let's take a listen. Here's what note wheel number two sounds like right out of the box. And in the interest of time, I'm going to start in on this with all the parts simultaneously, just staggered. So one of the parts will be starting on the first note in the sequence, one will be starting on the third, one will be starting on the fifth note in the sequence. So we get a sense of how this sounds if we drop the needle in the middle of the exercise. Here we go. Okay, so you get the idea. This exercise is much more harmonically sophisticated than the first one because in this case, the chord changes, those sort of serendipitous chords that come out of the, uh, the round, don't always change in predictable ways. Sometimes one note will move on more quickly than another note, and that will cause this sort of asymmetrical change 
in the harmony. Very unpredictable, uh, but also can be very beautiful, especially when you add that uh, X factor of the mystery note. You don't know what that's going to do to the mix. Now, because things are changing in an unpredictable way here, it really forces students to tune into their own part, to really pay attention so they don't miss the change. And you just think of the challenge of being in, uh, in an ensemble, whether that's a choir, whether that's a, a quartet, or whether that's a symphony or a jam session at your local pub. It doesn't matter. As soon as you're playing with other people, you have to juggle two seemingly opposite things. Your ability to hear your own part and pay attention to what you're doing, and simultaneously, your ability to hear the ensemble and how you fit into that ensemble. Isn't that kind of like life? (laughs) It's like you have to watch where you're going, make sure that your steps are in line with what you think you ought to be doing and, you know, live your own life. And at the same time, you have to be aware of how that impacts everyone around you. You know, the music ensemble is kind of a microcosm of society, isn't it? So why not help young students in particular to get a handle on this early? Can they tune into their part while at the same time feeling how their part is influencing all the parts around them. Hmm. Good exercise. And it goes way beyond music. So now the only thing we're really missing is that that rhythmic drive. And here's where I'm going to borrow something from my friend Christina O'Brien. Christina uses this rhythm all the time. She calls it the funky rhythm. It goes funky, funky. It's long, short long, short. And she uses this rhythm a lot in her books. She just released a new book, uh, Ukulele for Children, book B, the second one in the series. You can check that out at ukuleleforchildren.com. I'm going to borrow this funky rhythm that she uses. And she says it's so successful with younger students because it gives them that syncopated jump, that syncopated energy that they intuitively respond to, but it's also a syncopated rhythm that they can handle. So, long, short, long, short. We're going to apply that rhythm to all the parts in this note wheel and see what happens. Here we go. Okay, let's add a beat to it. Again, this is one of those beats that you get with the teacher toolkit. You can use it to spice up any exercise. Now, if you have any other instrument in the room, you can also use this as kind of a backdrop for that instrument. Maybe it's a piano, a violin, maybe it's a synthesizer. I just happen to have my fiddle here, and I'm gonna play some notes, long notes, using only the notes of this scale to give students a sense of melody.
Okay, so there it is. You can hear it coming together. You can hear how much more intricate and surprising that one is than the first one. So those long notes can be played on anything. I played them on a fiddle. You could play them on the piano or a xylophone or a guitar or just anything to give a contrast and to give a sort of a, a top line to the music to give students something to feel like they are supporting. I think that's a really nice touch. You could even sing it if you like. I was just using notes from the note wheel itself, not going outside of that at all, just staying within the notes of that note wheel, C, D, E, G, and A. Okay, we have time for one last note wheel. Note wheel number three is maybe the most sophisticated in this collection because it gives students even more control and also more responsibility for how the sound actually unfolds. You'll see it's very similar to note wheel number two. It's got the same notes in the same order, arranged in the same way, except that it doesn't tell you anymore exactly how many times to repeat a note. Instead, it just has this black bar kind of a black box. And the black box can be very short, it can be very long, or somewhere in the middle. And students, by looking at the length of that box, have to kind of guess at, or at least they have to just feel how long that note should carry on for, how many times it should be repeated. And of course, one student can look at the first indication there and say, oh, that looks like about eight times. Let's play it eight times. Another student sitting right next to them could look at that same black box and say, oh, that looks like about 12 to me. And actually, most students are just going to start in playing, not counting at all, and just kind of feel when it's time to change the note. And that's exactly the point. So this, as you can imagine, becomes even more fragmented and has the potential to become, I guess, even more unpredictable and possibly beautiful. So, note wheel number three, now that you get the idea, let's jump right into it. I've chosen one more beat to go along with this. This is kind of a rock and roll beat. It comes from that same collection of beats that you get in the Ukulele Teacher Toolkit. Once again, uktropolis.com slash toolkit if you're interested in knowing more about the Teacher Toolkit and all the backing tracks that come with that toolkit. Really a fun way to make your lessons even more awesome. Let's jump right into note wheel number three and see what it can sound like. sense of what you can do with a very, very minimal amount of information on the printed page, or hey, just 
go up to the chalkboard or the whiteboard and draw one of these note wheels. Get creative with it. Assign parts. Tell students how many times to play each note. Or ask them how many times they want to play each note. And then take that information away. Let them interpret how long they want to stay on each note. If you have a beat that you can put on, give them a sense of energy. If you have other instruments lying around that can play long notes, in this case you're hearing a synthesizer play sort of this bass line in behind. You can bring a lot of music to life with these note wheels. It's amazing what you can do with a scale and a little bit of creativity. So enjoy and thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in to the Euctropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill, and I'll be back again next week, hopefully with more of my voice intact. And until then, I hope you'll head over to www.euctropolis.com and check out some free lessons. We've got lots of interesting online courses that are unlike anything anywhere else on the internet. Anything from our $1 absolute beginner course, all the way through to advanced courses like ukulele jazz and baritone ukulele jazz. So stop by, say hi, take a free lesson, and I'll see you right back here this time next week. Until then, keep on strumming.